What's up, guys? I just wanted to say super big thanks for listening to podcast and Lockdown Universe for the past year and a half. It's been such a pleasure for me. Um, I'm just going to send a shout out to everyone who's donated, and I just would appreciate anything that you can donate um, as it'll help me buy more equipment. Um, and I just want to do this for you guys full time, man. I, I just want to bring you guys more content. Uh, I'm looking at developing uh, a video channel so that I can uh, have a video channel to interact with you guys as well on YouTube and TikTok um, and a few other platforms. So uh, if you can, feel free to drop a couple bucks into the Anchor uh, pot. You can just log into anchor.fm and go to Lockdown Universe and drop something there. It'd be super appreciated. Uh, even if you can't, that's okay. But if you can, just a few dollars makes a huge difference. Thanks so much, and let's get on with the show. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. I'm excited to be back. So check this out, okay? Think about this for a second. This particular podcast, we're going to talk about Noah's Ark being a spaceship. That's right, folks. We're going down the rabbit hole once again. Could it have been an alien spacecraft? It's definitely possible. So let's take a look at it. I, I've been doing a little bit of research and came across a pretty decent article written by W.H. Auden. Um, the article, it's hard to read, josevseb.wordpress.com, uh, written back on November 3rd, 2019. But he brings up some really good points, and I wanted to bring those up and give him credit, um, <clears throat> and then talk about them a little bit. So, obviously, Noah's Ark is within the Bible. Um, it's within uh, the first 11 chapters. And Noah's time is included in those chapters. Now, of course, right, it's it's talking about the beginning of time, so it's not going to be, we're not taking it word for word. It's written to be easily digestible. But his thoughts are very similar to my thoughts, that it wasn't a floating vessel or a ship like many people imagine. Noah's Ark is a spaceship. It's pretty straightforward, pretty obvious for a lot of us in ufology, but let's talk about it a little bit more, right? So... A few of the ground rules are that the reason for the Ark was to exist to allow multiple species, all the species of Earth, to exist during a flood that in, enveloped the entire world. The entire Earth was going to be covered in water all over the planet so that nobody could survive. Well, I'm going to put together a couple pieces of the puzzle here. One... In one of my previous podcasts, we talked about the demolition of the dinosaurs and the war that ensued between the reptilians and the Nordic-like species, the human-like species, and they basically, the reptilians basically blasted the Earth with a super powerful weapon that didn't allow anybody to survive on the planet for 200 years. Well, Imagine if you did that, right? Imagine if a meteor blasted into our atmosphere, into the water, it would cover the entire planet in boiling water, right? That's the Armageddon doomsday scenario. Well, what if you set off this weapon and annihilated all the water, boiled it up, and it, it encompassed the entire planet? It would boil everything to nothingness. Nothing could survive. And that's exactly what happened. 
back 65 million years ago. Well, what if that case was the same during Noah's time, right? Another full flood event. And instead of an old man building a, a, you know, a floating ship on water out of wood to support an enormous amount of species in it, wouldn't it make more sense for the Ark to actually be a humongous spacecraft to carry all of these species on board? And let us say that it didn't have to be so large to actually house every species. All it had to do was to have the genetic code for each species to be on board so that they could recreate each species back when the earth would be able to be populated was healthy enough and, and and livable enough conditions existed so that they could bring it back that's all the craft needed to be it didn't have to be this planet-sized craft it just had to be big enough to have the genetic codes which are very small right you can contain them multiple probably hundreds of genetic codes within one little vial right? So it didn't have to be a large spacecraft. It could have just been an ARC, regular size craft to hold the, the DNA requirements. So, I mean, because think about it. In his article, in Alden's article, he talks about the whole logistics of actually having a ship that would be made of wood, uh, be able to float on top of water for half, of year, half a year. He says, forget about it. He says, Every species in existence would have to exist inside the ship. How many of those species would easily tear down the ship when kept in wooden cages for that long? And let's not forget the food requirements. Now, that's the rub right there. Yeah, sure, you can. But to actually have the food requirements to keep them alive for half of a year would be nearly impossible. Or just impossible. Let's face it. It just wouldn't fit. So, the uh, one of the... The biblical references is Genesis 7, 16-17. And that they had entered male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued for forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bore up the ark and rose high above the earth. Interesting. Rose high above the earth, right? Now, let's just say our ancestors were shown a vision of this, right? By an alien species. The water would rise high above the earth, but the craft could rise higher than that in reality, right? So if you break it down from the, from the beginning, it said the flood continued for 40 days. Rain could have caused the flood, absolutely. But there's something else that resembles rain in many ways, something that's too powerful and devastating um, that for a chance for anyone to survive on the brink, a nuclear fallout. So what the vision could have been would have been a nuclear explosion that could cause destruction so large, which is what we talked about, um, that the aftermath of the explosion would look like rain. Lar the larger the explosion, the more dangerous, the, the more the fallout, and the more it would look like a nuclear winter. So again, just kind of bringing that back. The other, the other uh, passage is Genesis 7:19-22. The waters prevailed so mightily upon the earth that all high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, birds, cattle, beasts, all swarming creatures that swarmed upon the earth, everything died. So again, right, we know that. And what else could have done that would have been radiation, 
radiation easily kill the entire planet if it was done correctly the way that the reptilians did it back so long ago um so what's interesting is he takes this to another level so he states that the death that's explained in the above portion uh, has a slight feeling as if it was caused by nuclear fallout uh, the way it covers the entire landscape killing everything um, all of this would sum up to radiation soaking the planet with no life remaining, which is exactly what the reptilians did, possibly making it no longer survivable for 200 years like the reptilians did. And I can think of one planet that's close enough and could have been survivable enough for humanity to go live and could also be a nuclear wasteland now, which is what? Mars, right? Exactly. This guy's got an interesting point. Because Mars was definitely livable, and it definitely has water, and we've been exploring the hell out of that place for decades. And why? Guess what? One of our remote viewers remote viewed this planet one million years ago B.C. and found that they had seven-foot-tall aliens living on Mars. Guys, all the pieces of the puzzle are together. Okay, It doesn't take, take much to, thought to figure this out. We know they survived on Mars. There was a species that survived on Mars one million years ago BC. Could they have come here to, to escape there? Could, could the time of Jesus actually have been a different time period? Could they have also lived on Mars and vice versa? Right. So these same populations could be the same populations we're talking about in the Bible. Um, so he, uh, Auden stating that uh, Mars could have held life once, which we know they did according to the remote viewers. Um, the experiments conducted for discovering that have always favored yes. We've always sent all these Curiosity rovers up there. And taking a little bit of a deeper dive now, we can even see a realistic timeline of departure. Gen Genesis 7.16 points out that they were trapped inside the ark. The Lord, quote-unquote, shut him in. Could be the old way of telling uh, that an unexpected arrival of death wave prior to their prediction kept them from departing immediately. And if they were indeed trapped in, they would have needed some time to break free of the troubles, make repairs, and for 40 days would make sense. Truly fitting, right? A flood continue for 40 days doesn't mean flooding for 40 days, but rather they were under the flood or the fallout for 40 days before departure. And the waters prevailed on the earth for 150 days. Interesting. So it could be referring to, according to Auden, a travel through space rather than the time for the flood to subside. So they could have been traveling in space. 150 days or longer uh, because in a way they're still directly affected by the fallout okay traveling through space leaving their home planet behind because it was flooded they would have they would be free of it only by reaching their destination so it's very interesting to see how mars could have played a big role in this and the fact that they needed the ark to survive they survived within the ark itself the technological advancements of alien civilizations could have allowed for dna of 
all of our species to travel away from Earth while this quote-unquote flood or nuclear fallout uh, from a blast could have taken its time and then allowed us to come back. The key thing to remember here, guys, is that there's so many genetic farmer races out there that any of those genetic farmer races could have come down, scooped up enough people to take them with them and enough animal DNA, which they probably already had, right? Let's face that fact. If aliens have been coming here for over 30,000 years, we've got cave drawings and paint, paintings of them uh, in the Australian outback dating back 30,000 years, we know they've been here, then they certainly have had DNA before 30,000 years ago. Jesus and the biblical times apparently are only 2,000 years ago. So if that was the case, clearly the ark could have come and gone, had all the DNA they needed, brought a few folks with them, got them off the planet, allowed for the blast to subside. According to um, the Lacerda files, which is what one of the reptilians actually gave an interview uh, and discussed this blast. Uh, it only allowed for 200 years of unsurvivability, uninhabitability on the planet Earth, allowing time for folks to come back. So, <clears throat> moving forward in this article, um, he references a few more different biblical uh, references. Uh, after the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and then he died. Um, that's interesting. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. And we're talking about the blast having a potency of 200 years. So it's relatively close um, in, in how long he lived after the blast. Uh, and then, he, you know, Noah talks about um, how he lived for a thousand years. Humanity's lifespan was reduced henceforth to a maximum of 120 years. If the humans then live that long, um, if at all possible, I mean, it's not our current lifespan, that's for sure. Our current lifespan is only 77, 78 years currently. But this advanced civilization had a thousand years. That's pretty impressive. So obviously there was an abrupt decrease uh, through that flood, could humanity have been adapting to our new planet? This is an interesting proposition brought up by Auden. Uh, or was it something else? Did it have to do with nuclear fallout? Very interesting. True, right? A species that's typically allowed to live a thousand years without disease, without aging, coming to a planet that's suffering from the fallout of a nuclear blast would have a decreased lifespan. We would have decreased lifespan. Very interesting. Very, very similar, I mean, to to what science would say. Um, the other really interesting aspect about this article is, is that if the Ark did exist and did come back to Earth, would it have left some sort of imprint? Would there be some sort of construction site where the Ark was supposedly built, if we're thinking about it purely in biblical sense, you know, with folks making it out of wood, Moses stating that, you know, it had to be made out of wood and this long and, and so on and so forth. There had to be a creation site, maybe it would have left an indelible uh, mark on the planet. But if it was indeed an alien intelligence craft, and Moses was indeed an alien, then there wouldn't have to be a creation site. 
that ship could still be here today and it could still be cloaked waiting in the wings waiting for another nuclear fallout to occur all along the way continuing to collect our DNA continuing to collect animal DNA so that if there is another blast if there is another war that takes out the planet or if we are the ones that take out the planet that there would be enough scientific material to recreate what is already here now if we extrapolate that and think about how the greys have been abducting folks for thousands upon thousands of years maybe millions of years and they've been taking DNA all along the way maybe that's one of the reasons that we've been under such scrutiny under such interest under so much under so many abductions and having so much of our DNA taken consistently, even up to this very day. Uh, folks have probably been abducted yesterday or even today. They're continually taking our DNA. Maybe it's because they are using it for an arc purpose in case of a blast, in case of a war, in case we totally destroy this planet, that they'll be able to recreate our population if need be somewhere else that's suitable for humanity although i'd hate to think about where we personally would end up because we probably end up in an alien zoo somewhere let's face it i don't think they'd let us run wild on their streets uh, given the fact that we destroyed our own planet however if they are so advanced they may be able to terraform back the planet once we've once we've left if you guys have have seen the tremendous amount of change we can make on this planet in a short time hopefully you've seen the before and after pictures of los angeles before covid hit the tremendous amount of smog on the skyline of los angeles was immense then they took another picture i believe it was about april may you know, after the shutdowns and after a month or two, they took a picture of May, like in May, April, May 2020. There was absolutely no smog anywhere to be seen in the photograph. You could clearly see all of the buildings from a far distance. And that was within the span of a few months. If the aliens want us to take care of this planet, we can do it. We simply need to put a plan of action in place and do it. And if we don't do it, Somebody might do it for us. So, that being said, I think the ARC story is very interesting. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. I've always thought it had to be an alien ship. There was no two ways about it, um, especially given the fact that it needed so much space to actually be physically possible. There are some interesting films about the ARC, like uh, Evan Almighty, you know, the comedy. Uh, after Bruce Almighty has Steve Carell in it from The Office. Oh man, that movie's great. Where he he actually becomes Noah and builds the ark. Um, hilarious, funny. I watch it every time I, it pops on TV. I'll enjoy that. Um, but it just kind of gives you the idea of, of of how much it would take to to accomplish, um, and survive. I think it's far more likely that it's an alien ship. Um, and let's face it, and I hate to keep you know continuing on here, but I, I, there are so many other pieces of this puzzle to pop in. Think about 
all of the stories that we've heard where they've where humans have been abducted, they've been on alien ships, and they've looked around and they've seen other humans that were either passed out or awake, and there have been like 20 different folks inside the same room. There's been a few stories like that. There's not tons of them. as There's not as many as individual abduction cases or maybe, maybe two or three friends getting abducted, but they are out there. And there are stories where folks have been in a room, they've seen like 20 people in there in the same room, sometimes 50. Sometimes they've been inside a, a, a room where f- humans were inside of a large pool-like area. Um, and some folks have actually been abducted and seen just human body parts um, strewn about the room uh, and strewn about in like a pool-like area as well. They've also seen frozen humans and, and other frozen uh, living entities um, in blocks of ice in different ships. So this this arc idea, it's already in existence. It already exists, okay? It's just a matter of opening up our minds. If you want a fun movie, check out Flight of the Navigator. Made by Disney back in the 80s. Great movie. The voice of the, of the film, or the voice of the um, aircraft, spacecraft, Sorry, is uh, Pee Wee Herman. It's hilarious, and he and it, the ship actually has been collecting um, different animals from different planets. It, it, it's basically the Ark. They basically built the Ark into this Disney movie. It's pretty funny, actually. I mean, it's it, it's not you know overt. It's subvert, um, but it's it's in the background. So it's very interesting. But that's not the main premise of the story. It's a cute, funny story by a kid who. Uh, gets abducted through time, and they're trying to bring him back to his real time. Uh, NASA gets involved, and there's star maps in his head and all kinds of interesting things, but that's for another podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope you guys are enjoying your your night. I hope that you're continuing to follow up on your emotional health, spiritual health, physical health, taking care of your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continuing to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care, and Lockdown Universe out.